Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everybody. This is your host of the Hipterist Black Wall Street Journal podcast show, J.D. Smith. I just wanted to start off and say thank you very much. This podcast has finally hit over 10,000 streams. Uh, Thank you guys a lot. Um, Thank you for wanting to listen to me just rant about economics, uh, uh, financial things, geopolitics, and just what's on my mind that I feel that people need to know about. All right, guys, let's do some quick housekeeping rules. Um, Like I said, I am your host, J.D. Smith of the Hipterist Black Wall Street Journal podcast show. Um, I do just crazy, long-winded rants about economics, geopolitics, and just overall the language of money. Yes, we talk about the language of money. Um, I've spent over 15 years studying economics and, and just global politics and all of these strategies. And I just want to help you understand, okay? It is very important that we have clear cut understanding of how the system works, not what you think of how the system works, factually about how it works. And that's what I talk about on this podcast show. And that's why I have 10,000 plus streams, you know, just, you know, just put it out there, you know. Um, yeah. So let's get right into it. Oh, I want to say one more thing. Um, I recently released my uh, third book. The book is called Financial Distancing. <laughs> that is so hard to actually say. I'm not going to lie, right? Third grade spelling chant, right? But Financial Distancing is giving you at least five ways to thrive and survive in economic uncertainty. That uh, the uh, paperback and the uh, Kindle version is available on Amazon right now. The book is called Financial Distancing, How to Economically Quarantine Your Wealth.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get right into it. This uh, episode is called The Great Reset Anniversary. So, um, August 15th, 1971 is a very significant date to our society and just human existence in general. On August 15th, 1971, uh, we then had President Nixon. He he made him and his uh, cabinet made a very crucial choice, which resulted in the Nixon shock. What is that? President Nixon decided to take the United States dollar off of the gold reserve standard, which means that for every dollar, it was backed by a certain percentage of gold. So basically, you can take your uh, paper dollars, bring them to, quote unquote, the Department of Treasury and replace them for pieces of gold why why was currency structured um that way because money has to have value what most people don't understand is society is ran off of value not feelings anybody who thinks that your feelings matter to society you don't know basic math. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful to nobody. I'm serious. This is not to bring you down or break you down. I'm very serious. You don't understand the the laws of nature. Things have to have value to establish importance. And on August 19, I mean, on August 15, 1971, when Nixon took us off the uh, gold standard, it caused a major shock in the, our financial world. Prices was knocked off course. The stock market was going crazy. It was just a lot of stuff. Um, 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 uh, going on. Surprisingly, I think it was around 2012, uh, President Bill Clinton, he actually spoke about this and he actually gave a reason, somewhat of a reason why and a um, apology to what uh, Nixon did. He said that we lost the um, gold standard, which does 
cause uh, problems in the um, global economy, but it gave us the, the opportunity to um, expand society. Because when your currency is backed by something that has physical value, that's not too plentiful, then it holds its worth. And you can't really um, expand your um, economy or do more things than what you can actually afford. So the problem is if population grows and people's needs and wants and desires grow, you can't fund it. If your currency is backed by something of physical value that is not plentiful, right? That was the quote unquote problem that supposedly Nixon solved. The issue is by making your currency uh, able to just be constantly created just at a whim, um, you're, you're going to have certain shocks, setbacks, and problems in society. So to kind of give you like a more of like a, 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 a breakdown um, of like the uh, impacts of what uh, Nixon did uh, 50 or so uh, years ago, we have to um, ask the question, what is money? Money is a scarce source of value. I repeat, money is a scarce source of value. Well, it should be. Um, What is uh, value? Value is the result of sacrifice. I repeat, value is the result of sacrifice. What is sacrifice? Sacrifice is what we produce with our time and energy. So if you start a business, you uh, build something, right? In order for your business to uh, build something, you have to give time, energy, and your, right, your time and energy through labor. And what you create, you put out there to the actual marketplace so somebody else can exchange value or pay you for it. And so with that cash that you receive, you take that money and you delay gratification, meaning you save that money or and you reinvest that to grow your business. As you grow your company, you hire on more people. You wait till later on to use your profit to enjoy it. That's what delayed gratification means. Now, let's kind of back up a bit, right? Once again, money is a scarce resource of value. Value is the result of sacrifice. 
Sacrifice is what we produce with our time and energy. All right, let's dig a little deeper. Okay. What makes money scarce? Money was scarce because they could not print a lot of it because it was um, beholden to gold, which is not as plentiful as paper, right? So our country had to financially behave until money uh, circulated through the, uh, you know, uh, society. Which is, it, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, you're asking government, which its job is to govern and manage society that, hey, Y'all can't uh, do much. You have to behave in the financial rules of scarcity with your value of your your, uh, um, currency. The problem was over time, they, they acted like ancient Rome. They started to make the currency less valuable by placing a bet. And the the process of that bet is called fractional reserve banking, which means I have a, a hundred uh, ounces of gold. Each ounce is say worth one dollar, but I'm going to, to loan out two hundred pieces of paper though i only have 100 ounces of gold here because i'm taking a bet that not every single person that keeps their gold here is going to come here and try to get their gold at the same time and if they did try that then we'd be screwed because we don't have enough gold for everybody That's how banking works. Fractional reserve banking. They loan out more than what they actually have inside the actual bank. So when Nixon took us off of that standard, banks and stuff and government even was able to expand their activities. Banks was able to um, expand how much... um, they loaned out and government was able to do more in uh, society. Like a lot of stuff government does, it, it actually does help people out. So that's not the problem. The problem is, can government afford to help people out? If you truly notice the biggest gripes it's all about can we afford to do that that's why they're always yelling about the debt ceiling oh the uh debt ceiling is this the the uh debt ceiling is that is this and that and this and that because the debt ceiling keeps us in check like hey 
you can't spend over this if we're not uh, bringing this uh, um, in return. That be the uh, the uh, the uh, main problem. It, it's, it's like you have to have some type of financial um, maturity and constraints, or people will just be printing up money, which is what is happening now. When you print more cash up, that is uh, uh, the start of inflation, which means prices are higher, which causes for us to have to make more of what's not available to keep up with prices. Inflation is a hidden tax on value because of the the uh, c- consistent price hikes. We cannot afford that. People cannot save. People cannot budget their day-to-day expenses and that kind of stuff because prices are going higher. Like, say now it costs like 100 bucks to buy uh, groceries for 30 days, right? If prices are still going up at at a certain point, instead of a hundred bucks, it's going to cost two hundred dollars just to get groceries. The problem is we're not making more money, so now I have to take money from something else just to pay the two hundred dollars to get groceries for thirty days. The problem is the taking from something else to give to uh, something else or what everyone calls to you rob Peter to pay Paul, right? That, that's that's what they call it. And so to answer that problem of not having enough to keep up with in inflation, uh, Humankind created credit. Do you know what a, a what a credit is? Credit is completely anti-delayed gratification. Meaning, cr- credit is borrowing your future spending right now. So the money that you would have had tomorrow you temporarily have it now but you have to pay it back with interest tomorrow that's what credit is the problem is like i said we're not making enough money to pay it back if you don't make enough money to pay it back then how are you even gonna pay interest on the uh credit that you are receiving it's not possible this is just math it's not mathematically possible to do that because most jobs have a a uh, pay cap so how are you going to pay okay Let's uh, back up again, um, because I really, really want these points to 
stay in your psyche, right? What is money? Money is a scarce source of value. Value is the result of a sacrifice. Sacrifice is what we produce with our time and energy. Money was scarce because gold was scarce. You, like, back in the day, we were not able to print more currency than we had in gold. And then over time, it just kind of shrunk and um, 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 eroded. The problem is the fact that gold was scarce, which our money is based um, off of, people wanted more. And so to give people more of something that was scarce, they had to create credit. Credit is borrowing your future spending to date. So you bring the future in your present. So hopefully you can pay it back into your future and some because credit is not free. Secondly, money is scarce because you have to actually earn it. You have to put forth time and energy. And depending on your schedule or what you are um, into, you get a set amount of money to live your life and reinvest the money back into the whole um, um, economy. And it just goes on and on and on. Third, money is scarce because you have to feed it back into the whole machine. The machine is the economy. The manager of that machine is called the IRS. The IRS's job, believe it or not, is to basically make everyone participate in society. According to the IRS, there are two ways to participate in society. One, by getting taxed. Two, by having a business. The IRS kind of way favors business owners over people who work because more than likely if you have a business then you are going to definitely contribute to um, uh, society how does a business contribute to a um oh i'm sorry i'm kind of talking sad uh a business contributes to society by bringing the government more participants and utilizing their time and energy. What am I talking about? Hiring people for a job, creating a job. If you start a business and you create a job for somebody else, the government gives you a break because you are bringing them more taxpayers. You are paying people and helping them 
participate in society. And for that, the IRS rewards you with tax breaks, subsidies, and lesser taxes that you 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 uh gotta pay. That's why it's all about jobs, 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 because they want more people participating and keeping the country going because it is a younger generation that funds older generations through what? Retirement accounts, you know, pension funds and 401ks and, and all this kind of stuff. Because like I'll say that for an episode, like I don't want to get too deep off track, but I got y'all, right? Um the second type of person that the government or the uh IRS um uh favors is parents. Think about it. If you have children, you get what? Child tax credits, right? You 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 get cash back because you are producing and raising and grooming future taxpayers. So businesses and parents are highly favored than just the average person that is not contributing to the economy. Okay, the IRS will definitely uh, come after you. So their job is to make sure that people contribute to the economy through taxes or bringing in more taxpayers. So when you have a society, when you have a sizable amount of individuals contributing to a society with their time energy and tax dollars and or starting a business and um hiring people you have the definition of a healthy economy if a lot of people is just living off of the um economy you know and it it doesn't matter if it's a person's uh, fault or not that's emotional okay that is not a part of this conversation. We are just objectively speaking and just giving you the straight raw. When you have a sizable amount of the working population not at work, you have a problem. Because somebody has to uh, fund them until they get back on their feet while funding the um, economy. And it, and of course, they go after rich people, right? People who have this overabundance of uh, wealth or if you earn a higher uh, um, amount of money. I, I think what we all understand is they can tax rich people at 100% and it's still not ever in existence going to be enough to pay off debt and help out the whole economy. 
But it doesn't mean that government will not try because they have to do something, right? They, they have to justify why you vote them in, you know, quote unquote, and why they're there, you know? So the problem is wealthy people are typically very savvy and smarter when it comes to uh, taxes, money, building wealth, and that kind of stuff. And politicians, like, it's not their job to be financial experts, right? It's their job to legislate. That's what they do, and they they manage the whole economy and that kind of stuff. That's their job on paper, right? I'll say that. Um. So if you dodge taxes legally, illegally, yeah, um, somebody still um, has to pay. And then who is going to pay? Government can't pay itself. Because it's their job to uh, manage us. We, We don't manage them. And so... That that means people at the lower half of society has to pay their own bill in some way. It's either you're going to pay it up front or they're going to find clever ways to take it from you. And that's what people need to understand. You are typically always on the hook to pay a bill. Period. That's how society works. I don't care what TV tells you. It's obvious. We are in the biggest wealth transfer imaginable, right? And a big chunk of it is not going to us. It's not going to the average person. It's not going to the individual that has to go get a job and clock in and that kind of stuff. And it's shit. Excuse my French. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's barely going to um, entrepreneurs because most entrepreneurs cannot afford to actually hire people. And so through taxes, they are treated as just a individual anyway. It's just a slight separation. You know, hopefully you get smarter, hire people or, learn the uh, tax system and, and um, um, all this stuff. And then, you know, yeah, you'll be good. But typically it's on, it's the wealth is not going to all of us until, until cryptocurrency was actually created. What we are witnessing here is a total collapse And just a total trashing of traditional value. Currency is worth less. Catch that, y'all. Currency is worth less. How do you know? Go to the uh, grocery store. Tell me, last year, is... The current price of the same items 
you normally uh uh buy is it the same price and then four months from right now tell me what price is uh that item i remember like um a, a few months ago i was inside walmart right i wanted some pringles right go on there pringles before uh taxes was 99 cent right now i believe it's between 142 and 149 before taxes as the the rate of inflation uh climbs Pringles right now damn near is on its way to being about between $2 and $2.20 by January 2022. Like I said earlier, inflation is a hidden tax that we as people have to pay. Now, let's talk about why things are the way that they um they actually are. We have we have all of these problems because we don't have proper f- financial education. My oldest sister and I been having these conversations for like years, but now it's been just totally ramped up. Every household needs to consistently have a financial conversation and figure out what is your family's relationship with their money. You have to understand, do you understand how your cash works? Do you know where your cash is actually going? And if you don't, you 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 got a problem. The biggest thing that people need to truly understand is how to build wealth. Wealth is not just about fancy cars and all this kind of stuff. No, not in this type of economic situation. Building wealth first is about survival. Second, it's about breaking even. Third, it's about growth. If you cannot survive, if you cannot break even, if you cannot grow, you got a problem. All right, uh, everybody. Um, That is the end of this actual uh, episode. I hope I um, gave you guys a lot of understanding and, you know, just a lot to um, contemplate. We are in a uh, economic period of society that I'm not going to lie to you or bullshit you. It's not going to get stable until about 2030. It is what it is. Sorry to tell you that. It's just true. These next several years are, for most people, is going to be very, very um, difficult if you do not understand the actual solutions 
to deal with certain problems. And so talking about solutions, um, I want to once again tell you about my uh, uh, third book. It's called Financial Distancing, How to Economically Quarantine Your Wealth. Financial Distancing, How to Economically Quarantine Your Wealth. Um, that uh, The paperback and the Kindle version is available on Amazon. That's Financial Distancing, How to Economically Quarantine Your Wealth. Also, um, I would say search in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and, and even on um, Audible for my other podcast show. It's called Survival Nomics. S-U-R-V-I-V-A-L-N-O-M-I-C-S. Because... On the next Survival Nomics episode, I am going to talk about hands-on solutions that you can actually use to weather the actual uh, uh, economic storm. So that's Survival Nomics podcast show on Spotify. Uh, We're on... Alexa, we're on uh, Audible, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. So check me out. And um, thank you guys a lot for the uh, 10,000 plus streams. So uh, let's get this current episode um, up there too. Uh, Like I said, on this uh, podcast show, every time I hit 10,000, I'm going to do a new episode. Unless it's like something uh, serious, I, you know, have to to tell you guys and that, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I'll be back. But mostly I'm going to be broadcasting from the Survivalnomics podcast show. All right, everybody. Have a good one.